0: Hi everybody, Vinny Krzyzewski here, The Fit Musician One. Welcome to episode four. Today I'm going to be interviewing Dr. Tiffany Breeding. Tiffany has done me a great service by helping me grab a hold of my uh, nutrition and some fitness advice. She is, uh, she's got a wealth of information about all things exercise, physiology, psychology. She's going to lay a wealth of information on you today. And uh, she's a really awesome person. I just uh, really enjoy her and uh, her energy. She's very encouraging. And uh, you can get in touch with us, uh, Fit Musician 1, on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, Vinny at fitmusician1.com and fitmusician1.com. Hang tight, y'all. Next up, Dr. Tiffany Breeding on Episode 4 of the Fit Musician 1. here with uh, dr tiffany breeding dr tiff um tiff where did you uh, where did you grow up
1: i am a unicorn i grew up here in nashville actually wow. so i know it's a rare thing these days so <laughs> that's awesome
0: <laughs> tell me a little bit about your childhood what did you love to do
1: uh, you know, I think I had cleats on when I came out of the womb, nice. so I was always an athlete. I started out playing t-ball when I was five and, you know, I, with my curls and everything, actually. My mom would not let me go without curly hair. Um, but, yeah, I think that, that sport has always been a passion for me, competition, um, ended up playing competitive Club soccer here in the mid-state um, nice. Olympic development program, and then um, went to the University of Richmond and continued that career. So,
0: so you were glued to the TV weeks ago uh, when we uh, when we won the World Cup. Right? Oh,
1: that was awesome! It's so good to see, especially from a women's sport perspective. You know, growing up, we had obviously great opportunities, but it's only become more and more. But just to see that and be able to cheer for your. Your home team so yeah
0: I, I do want to say that uh, as a result of that that my awareness of the of the, I mean my awareness of equal pay has been has been long because mm. I know the struggle is uh, is real but uh, I, I like what they have to say about it and I hope that uh, whoever's in charge of that gets their uh, gets their stuff together and, and throw some money at those uh, those incredibly talented uh, Americans. For sure. Um, were you a music person when you were a kid or now?
1: You know, my dad was a trumpet player growing oh. up. So I, was, I think you guys might have met one time of, several years ago, but he played for our church um, and was always practicing in the the bedroom. So it was in the house for yeah. sure. I played piano for until my mom said, if you don't want to practice, you can't Take lessons anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would rather run <laughs> ten miles than practice piano. So
1: I tried. I did try, any, but it was it was not my surely my not my um, my born ability. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah.
0: sounds like you made the right decision. Hey, um, when did you decide to become what you are today? First of all, uh, let's, let's just talk a little bit. Let's go back to college. Let's talk about your education a little bit, and what are your like I'm looking at some some uh, plaques on the wall tell me what mm, what sure. all the doctors are and all that kind of
1: absolutely stuff. Um, so undergrad I was really wanting to go into sports med you know that was sort of my thought coming out how do I fuse my passion with my career unfortunately when I got to Richmond they discontinued the health major there so that was kind of a bummer but I loved the school so I ended up switching gears to psychology um, so, my undergrad is actually in psychology, minor in English, but again, I knew that sport had to be in there somewhere, so when I went on to get my master's, I went into sports psychology. Nice. So, my master's is actually in kinesiology, which is the science of movement, yep. with a specialization in the psychology piece. So. Okay. Started out um, working with athletes and teams and coaches on the mental aspect of things. I worked with the kickers at Georgia Southern while that, I got my that, master's. So, you know, awesome. the lonely kicker Shit. in all his head games. And that is a head it, it game It is, right? Man, right? You the hero or you just blew it for the entire team. Absolutely. Oh so, gosh. you know, that I loved. I worked with some other teams just here and there. Um, But I knew, for me, I wanted to continue on and get my doctorate. So, again, I thought, okay, what's the next step? Um, For me, I didn't want to pigeonhole myself from the psychology standpoint. It's, you know, you had these hopes you'd be hired on by some pro team as their in-house sports psych person, but that just was not going to happen. There's only like 10 (laughs) of those jobs in the world. Yeah, right, (laughs) with great aspirations. But, you know, my parents kind of conjured me along, like, Tiff, that's probably not the best long-term strategy. Um, So I came back to Tennessee, um, started the Health and Human Performance doctoral program at MTSU. So my PhD is in Health and Human Performance, which... Sounds a little bit clouded, but really it's an exercise science okay. degree. So now I've kind of got that nice fusion between the mental piece and the physical piece. And,
0: and you, you, to me, um, one of the, my favorite things that you said to me, and we'll get into this a little bit later. One of the, my favorite things that you said to me when I came in um, some three, four years ago, mm-hmm. uh, you said when we were talking about diet when we were talking about the food, not diet, but the food that you eat, that you put into your body to fuel your mechanism, you said everything is on the table within reason. Hmm. Like The quote was, if you want to drink a beer, you know, the right kind of beer, you can drink a beer. If you want to, Uh, if you have a day where uh, you know you're going to have a meal out in the evening, we can kind of move things around during the day so that you won't Completely fall off of the mm. off of the wagon, and so where did the nutrition aspect come in for you? Because you, to me, uh, f- out of everybody I've ever talked to, and I'm a voracious reader about this. I've been I've been doing this for I'm 56 years old, and I've been thinking about my weight probably for 50 of those years. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> right. So, um, where did the nutrition part come in for you?
1: You know, I think for me, one aspect of that was that no matter what you're doing for exercise, you have to have your nutrition in order. So many clients that I work with, they're all over the map with fitness. So it doesn't matter if you're a runner, a crossfitter, you're sedentary, you're coming out of injury, you have to be able to match the nutrition with the exercise to get results. And so I wanted to be that game changer for people. You know, you can go get fitness so many places, but the right nutrition is hard to find. That's
0: totally totally Um, working and that's what what really turned me on about what you're doing. Um, So, uh, MTSU, you get your doctorate, then you move into business.
1: Correct, so I taught at Belmont for about four years in the exercise science department there. So, um, was able to help develop some courses there, sports psych, nutrition. Um, and then when I moved to Colorado I think was when it really nutrition came front and center you know they're doing so many things out there from a health standpoint a performance Olympic training centers out there boulders out there which is just the Mecca and they were really doing nutrition on a whole different level macronutrient based meaning carbohydrate fat protein protocol not just calories not just percentages And I'm a data geek. So when I got to see all those numbers, I thought, this is it. It's like a puzzle, you know. It's like my chance to have spreadsheets and uh, still work. So um, when I came back from Colorado, that was about 2013 um, and opened the practice that I have now. So it's been about six, almost seven years Uh of this alone um, outside of the... The sports side. And basically,
0: so. what this is is this is you. Gosh, I mean, you're like a life coach to me, mm. um, because because you can put somebody on a program of physical activity, uh, and the and the excuse me, the physical activity thing for me is in addition to lifting um, the cardio part of it, you have to find a cardio mm. that you absolutely love to do, or. You're just not gonna do it. And uh, pointing people in the direction with that. But then when you told me, uh, you have a bank account and let's say your bank account has $2,000 in it and then you have a debit card and every day you can spend $2,000, you can't go over and you should not go under. That to me was like, it was a an epiphany moment. It was absolutely incredible. So the, the numbers again, which we'll get into in a little bit which are really fascinating, if you're a number person This is the program for you.
1: Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Okay. So that's why we call you Dr. Tim. (laughs) Um, Let's get into... uh, Okay. So let's use an example of Bob. Bob's kind of our guy. We'll use a guy. Good old Bob. Would you rather use a a girl or a guy?
1: Oh, I'm, you know, I'm fine with a guy. Okay.
0: So Bob or Bobina. (laughs)
1: Uh, Bobette.
0: So, right. Bob is, uh, you measure him on your fancy schmancy in body 270 over here, which is the most incredible scale I've ever stepped on. You, you jump on it, you put your hands on it, and it sends a gaggle of information over mm-hmm. to Dr. Tiff. And she she's able to tell you um, if you're married, the sex of your next child. It's incredible.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Among other things that we don't talk about.
0: It gives you really, really incredible. It tells you your, uh, your, the weight of your bones and your organs and your muscles, the amount of fat that you have, they, they just water, everything. Mm-hmm. It's really an incredible thing. That's where she bases her macro numbers off of that. Okay, so we've got Bob. Bob is probably, uh, let's call Bob 35% body fat right now. That's what you measure. And he is uh, quietly active. So he walks with his wife five days a week. They walk the dogs. He walks about three miles a day. What do you do? What do you say to Bob?
1: Mm. Well, I think first of all, you talk about goals, right? I think that's where, for me, some of these online apps and templates and downloads, while they can be quote unquote, customized, they don't address the human element, you know, Bob may be happy where he is fitness wise, you know, Um, so I would want to hear from him. Do I want to do something drastic? Am I ready to lose weight? You know, how much weight? What are my performance goals? What are his health risks? What is his history? Right. So I love to capture as much about that individual as possible through conversation, through some intake forms. But from that, I would ask him to also do some food recall. What is he eating now? You know, What are some of his triggers? What are some of his red flags about preferences and choices and meal balance? So a couple of days of food recall, the body composition analysis, which you just alluded to, and some pretty in deep in depth goal setting discussions, and then from there, I would give him what I call his fuel up plan: how much carbohydrate, how much fat, how much protein per day is appropriate for his body and his goals.
0: And really, per uh, when you break it down to per day, um, then you sort of break it down to per meal, right? You, mm-hmm. you you ascribe to, are you still doing uh, eat every uh, uh, three to five hours, every, every four hours or so? Yes.
1: In general, you know, there are some of my clients that um, their schedule dictates they really only have time for three meals. You know, I've got some docs that are in the OR for six hours a day. Whereas I have other people that get up at 4 a.m., they might need six meals if they're up that much longer than someone else, so it's <laughs> and, still a little
0: and some psychiatric treatment for getting up. <laughs> that's
1: right, that's right. So it's it is a little bit of a per, case by case on that, but you know, there's something called metabolic positioning where you have to give your body enough time and space between meals to allow it to get into stored nutrients like body fat. And stored carbohydrate, if you're feeding it too frequently, people that are eating every two hours because they read 10 years ago that your metabolism stops if you don't eat every two hours, which is totally false, um, then you're not ever getting into storage. You're only just continuing to thrive off the food you eat because it's readily available. It's in your bloodstream, it's in your liver, it's in your muscle. So that spacing is certainly essential. Are you
0: taking into consideration at all the Foods obviously, if you have to stay within the parameters of, of uh, you know, sixty grams of fat, one hundred and ninety grams of carbohydrates, and one hundred and sixty grams of protein, um, are you taking into consideration like the glycemic load or any of that stuff from from that sort of? Uh, I guess it would almost be like a diabetic mm, kind, of, mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Um, I know one of the things that's always struck me is like watermelon. Mm. Watermelon's really high glycemic on the glycemic index and glycemic load, but the amount that you have to eat to get there would be like an entire watermelon. Correct. So if you eat a cup of watermelon, it's not going to send you into a, you know, into a roller coaster of blood sugar. It's
1: That's correct. So there's a difference between index and load. Right. to your point. So the load considers the fiber and water element of which watermelon has a lot. Hence watermelon. So it has a lot of water in it. So water's not going to spike your blood sugar. Um, but the way that they've created the index is based off a. Uh, pretty inaccurate yeah. mechanism okay. um, so yes I you know I talk a lot about quality versus quantity right so there's a certain quantity of food I've recommended but within that we also have to balance quality so yes you could work in a glass of wine or a pop-tart or a birthday piece of birthday cake at your daughter's birthday party but that's your 20% Yeah, Thir- you know that other 80% has to be quality high-fiber lower glycemic, sustainable carbs. I call them slow burning, right? That your body's gonna break down over time versus those simple, refined sugars. So there's a balance for sure.
0: Stay away from a lot of processed foods.
1: Yes, as best you can. And again, to your point earlier, I'm a realist. You know, you're gonna have to eat out. You're gonna have to be on the road sometimes and grab fast food, but you can make better choices at those places. You can have that, but then modify your other meals. If you know lunch has to be out, can you make sure you're cooking dinner at home? So it's about balance. And
0: then, and then part of your part of your plan. When somebody comes to visit you and, and gets into the program, which, uh, if you're if you're within shouting distance of Nashville, is it, it's just worth its weight in gold. It really is. It's just amazing, and again, it's just. Change the way I do business. You know I've logged sixteen hundred days in a row.
1: Oh my gosh! You get a gold star.
0: I, 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 you know they send me that every <laughs> once in a while. They send me a little gold the
1: star. virtual star. I, yeah, no, it's
0: a, I'm still using my Fitness Pal, and I still haven't upgraded to premium, which is hysterical.
1: <laughs> Maybe they'll give you it for free. Yeah.
0: Um, one of the things I wanted to kind of, and I know I'm, I'm kind of all over the map here, but I, I feel like we're doing some touch points here. Um, uh, meal replacements. Like right next door is a smoothie king mm-hmm. to, to your location, uh, which is, what's the address of, of your place? Uh,
1: 1214 Wedgwood. Wedgwood Avenue. Near in Belmont. Nashville, mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: Nashville, Tennessee. Right down right down the street from the school of nursing that they, mm-hmm. gigantic school Amazing. of nursing they, yeah. just, they just built. And down the street from what used to be Music Row. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so a lot of people don't understand that a medium lean one chocolate uh, Smoothie King, which is uh, 385 calories, and I can't tell you the macros on it, but it's a, it's a pretty balanced thing. It's not something that you drink on your way to lunch with a friend, and it's the same way with these with these uh, food bars, you know, protein mm-hmm. bars or, or or something that's a little more carb heavy. Can you uh, can you kind of address that for? Because I think what happens is we get in the studio or we get on a gig, and we haven't planned properly. So will eat something that's processed, You know, mm. try and pick the most healthy processed thing, and then after the gig, go out and have drinks and, and some nachos with, with our buddies.
1: Sure. Well, I think one, I will say, I think Smoothie King has done a better job as of late of offering some better options. Mm-hmm. Um, so just do your research on that because I think you can get a little bit of cleaner choices there now. Uh, here's here's the way I would describe it. So whey protein, which if you go to a GNC or a vitamin shop or somewhere, is a type of protein powder. A whey protein, a casein protein, or even an egg white or plant based protein, in that form in a big tub of protein powder is a very high quality. Right, it's as high a quality as animal protein. Your body's going to break it down, it's gonna assimilate it, it's gonna absorb it very well, and you can put it in a shake with other nutrient-rich fruits, veggies, etc. because you're controlling it, right? Versus if you go to a store or pick up a pre-made shake, like a muscle milk, a premier protein, or a bar, you're gonna get a lot of added preservatives, other elements that you haven't controlled. So I wanna separate protein powder from protein supplement you buy off of a shelf because there's some good quality protein powders out there to make your own shake. So I don't think there's a negative in drinking a shake or having that through your day after a workout or even as a meal replacement when you're controlling it. But when you're going and getting it from somewhere, you just can't ever know what else they're kind of putting in there to prolong the shelf life. I mean, let's be honest. If something can sit on a shelf, not refrigerated like muscle milk what that makes me a little worried is like the weird jello puddings that don't have to be refrigerated <laughs> <laughs> mm, right so just be mindful of the difference there so you've you've obviously
0: done a bunch of research and you you have read the labels because i'm a voracious label reader me and uh, beth my wife who is an incredible uh support system which is another thing that that uh, really helps a lot but um uh, read the labels make sure everything is cool because mm-hmm. so, you do recommend um uh, i guess when i came in i don't am uh, trying to think of what it was at the time we still get them. think thin mm-hmm. they've called them they've renamed them think
1: that's right yeah um and
0: you said you know if you're going to do it this is one of the ones It's a good that, one
1: uh, yeah i think they're you know they're only coming always coming out with new different products too. Um, I think the RX bars right now are at the top of my list because yeah. they're just very simple, good ingredients. Um, they're not as high a protein as some of the other, a little more manufactured bars, but um, the one bars are another one that I think have a pretty good breakdown. Um, I tend to shy away from any kind of soy protein. This, mm. I'm just still not sure on the research there, but any kind of if it's whey-based Casein, egg white protein, which is what the RX bars are. Um, Or if you have any kind of milk sensitivities, you can definitely go more of a plant-based protein bar, like a brown rice or pea protein. Uh, But yeah, to your point, just learning how to read ingredients, and that's something I try to educate my clients on. Some people are very savvy with it already, and some have never done that. So you have to be an informed consumer, for sure.
0: And um, so let's go back to Bob. Uh, who's you know six foot, 250 pounds, we said 35, 35% body fat. So basically when he comes in here, um, you're gonna do all the analysis, you're gonna get all the information, and then you're gonna give him a set of numbers. That is protein, carbs, and fat. You can get much more into detail about this um, and break it down into what kind of carbohydrates and all that stuff, but basically tell the folks that are listening right now, when they come here, what is that going to look like when they leave the door? What's going to be kind of, what's going to be their guidelines? What's mm. that going to look like?
1: Though? Sure. So to your point, I'll have them set up a MyFitnessPal account. I still find that is the most intuitive, most robust app to use to start tracking food. It's got a great database, um, so you can find some pretty accurate numbers in terms of looking at food you're eating. Um, and then I will send you feedback every day. So you're starting to plan your meals out, shop and prep as much as you can. If you're somebody that travels a lot, I like to help you look at menus. If you have places you tend to stop or you have airports you go to often, we can look at, hey, these are the things in the terminal so that you have some go-to ideas and we build a sample day you know the key I think at the beginning is let's build a full day of you hitting the numbers I've given you so you can see that and I have all the time people say will you just tell me what to eat will you just give me a meal plan and I say no I will not because you'll fail one you don't have access to that food that day something goes wrong and you don't know what to do you need to learn how to build the day how to manage it plus you can have food you want. So we try to partner at the beginning and say, okay, you start building it, and I'll come in and infuse my suggestions. But that way you have sort of a nice template to look at, and then from there we just continue to perfect it over time.
0: One of the things that's really helped me and that I was a little, uh, I was a little hesitant about at the beginning and when I tell people about your program and, and how it's changed things for me is weighing your food. You know, I kind of always get an eye roll where it's like, oh, really? We gotta weigh mm-hmm. everything, but here's what happens. Um, a Chicken breast, which is a kind of the perfect example for me. Now, after 1600 days of logging and weighing, my, I still weigh my food, but I can also look at a chicken breast and get that sucker within five or six grams
1: mm-hmm. because
0: you just learn you, you look at it and you go, oh, that's, that's six ounces or that's four ounces or whatever. Same thing with a, with a Yukon potato, which we just harvested out of, our, out of our garden. I could pick one of those little suckers up and say that's gonna be right about three ounces. Bang, and there it is, three ounces. So after you get over the initial hump of that, but it really helps you to understand, I think here in America, and actually, I just went to, uh, not too long ago, we went to France and, and, uh, and Holland And, uh, and everybody talks about the portions being smaller and all that kind of stuff. They're not, Mm -mm. they're still throwing a ton of food at you. So what you've expected as a, like when you talk, start talking about pasta and stuff like that, which really is just, I've found because of the way my stomach works and all that kind of stuff, it's just off the table for me. So I've found solutions, you know, spiralized, Mm -hmm. -spiralized noodles, noodles. noodles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, um, we're so used to these gigantic portions that that they're, are set down in front of us, and uh, you know one of the things from way back in the day—this may have been a Weight Watchers thing from like the '70s or something like that—was ask for a to-go mm. box when you order your meal and immediately cut everything in half. Maybe not the broccoli, you know. You can kind of leave, <laughs> a, leave a full portion of broccoli on it, but um, that that has really it's really helped me a a ton. So. As you go through, as Bob goes through his program, and this is what it was like for me, he's got, you know, like the calories that you hit me with when I started. I was like, wow, that, that's... I don't know if I'm going to be able to eat that much food, especially good food. Mm-hmm. I could have a couple slices of pizza and be done, you know. <laughs> um, and so as your as your weight comes down, as you start to lose visceral fat and, and, and gain a little bit of muscle, and, uh, and that's a balance there too because mm-hmm. sometimes the scale will say the same number. But then when you come in and test on your super-duper thing, you have less fat and more muscle, which is good. Correct. Muscle burns more calories, it's, it's, it's better all the way around. You're, you massage the numbers as, as the weight, as the fat comes off and the muscles come up, is that correct?
1: That's correct, uh, and for everybody it's different. You know, for me I'm a if it ain't broke kind of person, so if, it, if we're continuing to lose at a nice trajectory, which for me is slow, um, and I have to coach people on being patient because they're used to immediate gratification across the board anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything's faster, faster, more more better. Mm-hmm. This is not that, right? This is a, a long-term process. Um, but at some point, we will plateau. Everyone will, they'll hit their set point. We kind of have those milestones, those great sound barriers that we have to break through. So as that happens, then I will adjust food. And in some cases it's adding more food. Uh, It's not always taking it away. So I think there's a lot of people that start with me and say, you are kidding me. I can't eat this much food. (laughs) And I think part of it is to your point, a piece of pizza is low volume, high calorie. When you're eating better, healthier foods, more fiber, more fruits, more veggies, the volume is so much more that you feel like you're eating more. Yes. Calorically, you're probably similar, if not less. But you just are eating bigger portions of meals.
0: I had uh, two hard-boiled eggs, a cup of coffee, um, two hard-boiled eggs. I make this salad all from our garden. Cucumber, tomato, basil, and a little bit of two percent mozzarella, which I don't make myself, and a cup of watermelon. And for breakfast this morning, mm-hmm. the to- you know the everything was straight down the middle as far as carbs and protein and, and fat. And by the end of it, I, I mean I was eating the last piece of watermelon. I was like, wait, man,
1: I got mm-hmm.
0: I can't. So yes, I and so, and 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 the the expertise there to be able to tell you you can. I can communicate with you, when I'm on the program, I can communicate with you at any time and say, this is what I'm thinking about eating. Because I remember one time we we had like a pork tenderloin and you sent me a note and said, what brand are you eating? Was it the Smithfield or was it the Kroger? Because those two things were markedly different. Um, But I think the Kroger may have been more accurate, I don't really remember. and which meant that you could eat for the same impact on, on your numbers, you could eat just a bit more if you wanted to. And so those kind of uh, those kind of things that you really don't know about, because if you Google if you Google macro uh, calculator online, mm-hmm. it is
1: Oh across the board. Yeah, you could get ten different sag- values. Oh, it's yep. staggering. Totally. So, so this
0: this is uh, extremely accurate and uh, and fantastic. So, tell me just um, generally um, in the approach. And uh, when you and I talked, it was a pound a week. Pound a week was a was a good rate for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it took you twenty years to be fifty pounds overweight. Why would you expect it to take three months for you to be back down to your high school weight? And I'm using big, yeah, rock and roll quotes there. So pound a week, and I always tell people uh, my mother um, started last year, and I said, you know, how much do you want to lose? And she said, oh, I'd love to lose fifty pounds. I said, next year on this day, it's very possible that you could be fifty pounds lighter if you lose one pound a week, and it was like a huge light bulb moment for her. So. Um, Tell tell me basically somebody that comes in, just a general overview of the advice that you give them because we could dig into real specific things as far as macros and but I think everybody's kind of got an idea of what you what you offer, um, general advice and and services that you can offer to our listeners that would really help them in their journey.
1: Sure. Well, I think first of all, when people come in, they're used to a super low calorie very restrictive any kind of diet quote unquote is daunting and so i really try to talk them off that cliff and to say don't just start restricting things because you think you shouldn't have them or can have them or don't need them eat what you enjoy and then let's see how it works in so one i would say to just trust the process and let me worry about the numbers and the individual continue to eat things that they enjoy and to not start any habit you can't continue. You know, said people, well, I'm just going to stop drinking alcohol or I'm just going to cut sugar. I'm not going to eat dessert. And I said, well, can you do that forever? Well, no. Well, then why do we want to do that now? Right? Let's do it in moderation. Let's modify how you're doing it. Maybe you don't eat dessert every night. Maybe you don't have alcohol every night, but can you have it a couple nights a week strategically, the nights you feel you need it most, midweek because you just need it (laughs) on Saturday because you're social, you know, whatever the case may be. But I always try to help people talk themselves through that mentally and say, what's the long-term possibility of that. So those are sort of some overarching suggestions and conversations we have at the beginning of just don't set yourself up for failure. Let's do this slowly, to your point, gradually. Now, depending on your percent body fat, like our example, Bob, he's 35% body fat, which for men 10 to 20 is that ideal range. He may lose bigger chunks at the beginning because of how much body fat he has. So the expectation at the beginning may be two three pounds a week for him but he needs to understand that might not happen the whole time so we're looking at long term we're looking at sustainable we're looking at marathon not sprint mentality um, and doing things you can do forever
0: that's good and and that goes over into the cardio and if you love to lift if uh, if you're a crossfit person i mean you can excuse me as long as you're not sitting on the couch mm. uh, but this program can work even for people who are limited through injury or physical you know uh, limitations absolutely
1: and and that's where the customization you know if or even if it happens midway through you know I have a lot of clients they'll be training for something in six weeks in they get hurt they're going to not be able to eat what they were eating at the beginning so that's the beauty of me being able to kind of always evolve and adjust. you go on vacation for a week. you don't have access to a gym. you're just going to be walking on the beach for a week. How do we address that? You're going to an all-inclusive resort and you got this endless buffet like how do you how do you navigate that? So it's also that real world component. Um, I'm very mindful if you have children and especially teenage girls, how do you speak that language? How do you make changes and not model? unhealthy behaviors for them, or have that conversation about trying to be stronger, trying to be healthier, trying to get fit, not lose weight, or be skinny, or diet. So, there's also all of those little pieces of the human element that we have to talk about, too.
0: When I finally got into the area um, where I wanted to be as far as percentages and and weight, um, Beth dragged me out clothes shopping, which has been the bane of my existence for... As long as I could live, you know, back in the Sears Husky section. <laughs> and um, that the, we went to, a, a, I think it was a Levi's store or something like that. And the, the name, you know, they name all their jeans. Yeah. You know? I mean, some of them are slim fit, some of them are regular, some of them are baggy. These were called athletic fit jeans. I want to tell you, man, I stood in that. First of all, they were a size that I haven't worn since high school. I stood in that dressing room and pulled those things up. I'm going, this is, they ain't no way. You know? And I'm pulling them up, and I'm like, well, that's not too bad. I don't have an ass. So they fit right over that. you know. And So I pulled it up, and I buttoned it on my waist, and it was actually a little bit loose. And I just stood in front of that mirror and just started crying. Mm. Uh, just unbelievable. But the fact that they were called athletic fit, because I never really considered myself an athlete, although really with, with what I'm doing, I am. And, and, and you know, the reason why I'm telling you this story is because that, the root of that really started when I came here. Because I had, before that, I had done everything by myself. Everything by myself, I got to that 80 pounds, 75, 80 pounds off, and I just couldn't figure out how to get over that hump Mm. so whether you're starting your journey from where Bob is or my friend that did the last podcast uh Gary Bo Clayton who was 366 pounds at Mm. 5'11
1: lost
0: 94 pounds in 13 months so far oh that's great yeah and his goal is you know kind of it's not unrealistic I think you know with what he's carrying you know he wants to get down to 2.15, 2.20, 215, 2.20, But those numbers are also something that we have a tendency to fixate mm-hmm. on. Like I can't wait. When I'm really locked down on my macros, I can't wait to get up in the morning and weigh myself. When I'm not,
1: I don't, you don't, know, oh, I don't <laughs> want
0: to look at it. At all. And I know you have. Tell me, tell me a little bit about your. Because I've read a little bit on your. First of all, let's do this. How can we get in touch with you? Can we call you, or should we get in touch with you online, or?
1: I'm I'm old school and and new age. Okay. I don't mind a phone call ever. Okay. Um, actually, if you go to my website, there's a link called a quick chat, and you can jump on a free 15 minute call with me anytime you want. So. Uh,
0: and your your it's, uh, Dr. Tiff D R T I F F at work with Dr. Tiff W O R K w-i-t-h-d-r-t-i-f-f dot com Um, that's the email and um, the website is www.workwithtiff I'm sorry www.workwithdrtiff.com so you can get get in touch with Tiffany that way and she's awesome to talk to Um, so um, what were we oh so I'm holding in my oh I got the wrong book (laughs) Um, I'm not holding a copy of it in my hand, but Dr. Tiff has a book called
1: The Metabolic Makeover, and
0: that's basically an outline of the coaching and the program that you would give them in
1: person. It is. So I, I wrote it to be a DIY approach. It's kind of a workbook type of Um, Read in terms of has a lot of interactive exercises goal-setting Shopping scavenger hunts, so just get you engaged in the process But I also do use it to drive the curriculum of my on-site programming But I know everybody isn't ready to engage in person or they just want to kind of try it on their own at first So I wanted people to be able to pick it up and start working Mm -hmm. immediately, but of course like anything, having a coach there to support and hold you accountable and give you a little bit more meat on the bones as to terms of your particular situation. Um, But at the very least, to to pick it up, and you can get it right on my website, like Vinny said, workwithdrtiff.com. Um, and on there too is that link to just jump on a phone call if you have specific questions Um, and I always welcome a complimentary consult at first to come in to the office if you're here in Nashville Um, and of course now with technology we can do a web chat so there's just so many ways to connect and I have clients in San Jose, LA, Chicago, Florida so we can make it happen no matter where you are, I love to be face to face with people. There's just no, no replacing that. But if you're not, we can still get to work. So
0: that's great. I bought a copy of the book, even though I had been uh, enrolled in, in the program. And every chapter that I read was, it was just, it was almost like an audio book because I could hear your voice. Hmm. It's very well put together. And if you wanna, if you want, if you're interested and you wanna f- find out really in depth what the program is about. Um, buy the book, the Metabolic Makeover. you can Get it on the website. Is it selling anywhere else?
1: It's on. So the website just takes you to Amazon or Barnes and Noble. Okay. So if you would prefer to just jump on there and search it, yeah. Um, but that's just an easy way to get there. But yeah, it's right there on Amazon. So.
0: I uh, I bought mine on Amazon and it came in and it's uh, it's awesome and it's a great. You chose the perfect picture on the front. Thanks. It's fantastic. Okay. Um, anything else you want to throw in before we get to the speed round?
1: I don't think so. I think just, you know, we talked a lot about numbers and I just don't want that to be intimidating. Um, I'm a good hand holder. So no matter where you are in the process, you know, that we just take it one day at a time, but the numbers just really help us not guess at results. Yeah.
0: I I can, I can attest to that. There were some weeks when I would come in and I'd be thrilled with my progress and other weeks when I, wasn't feeling as as good but I would always walk out feeling uh accomplished in like a million dollars so uh Tiffany we're going to take a break right now and and, and we're going to come back with the speed round five questions I asked everybody thank you so much for your time today and your busy schedule and um and we really appreciate it. Dr. Tiffany Breeding Dr. Tiff uh this is Vinny Shashelsky, the fit musician one we'll see you in a minute Tiff, and this is the dreaded speed round.
1: I feel like I'm on Family Feud. I know, right?
0: Except my voice is not as cool as Steve Harvey. That's true. (laughs) Okay, first question, Uh, and this can be anything. Your one best piece of advice for anyone listening today?
1: Be authentic.
0: Okay, that's good. Ready to go? Do you want to? Do you want to?
1: Well, you know, I think it, it it speaks for itself at some level. But I think for me, we all try to live up to expectations in some way, or change who we are to fit society, a mold, a a job description. And I think it's inevitable inevitably going to be a failure because you're you're just never going to feel like you can just be. Yeah. You know, we're we're human doings not human beings right. most of the time we need to be human beings I love that
0: answer I always say be you know kind of the best version of yourself my 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 mantra go be awesome hmm. um, it doesn't mean anything but always try your hardest make sure you're doing what you know is the right thing <laughs> and just keep yeah. on and I
1: think on. that is being authentic I right if you do if you do what you need to do to be real
0: okay your favorite band or artist
1: Mm. (laughs) I gotta go with the old George Strait nice
0: George that's awesome (laughs) good for you okay and that's Nashville girl there. that's that's right that's right Um, the and this could be anybody uh, the most influential person in your life
1: hmm I'd say my mom and dad are a tie yeah it's hard to not go with that but I mean they're married 45 years just happy successful hard-working and
0: where are they on the fitness uh, fitness um, level
1: uh, you know they're both very different my dad exercises every day he was a competitive athlete growing up my mom is very active in her garden and likes to walk but she's probably struggled more with her weight over her lifetime, right. ebbed and flowed. Um, she's a Southern cook, so she makes biscuits and gravy and you know, <laughs> fried chicken, and so uh, we had it both sides. Great, now I'm hungry. <laughs> um,
0: okay, uh, this, is, this may be the same answer, but uh, it's a two-part question. Your best piece of professional gear?
1: Hmm. Well, I'd, I'd have to say the in-body. That, that, right. This, I yeah. mean, for me, not something everybody maybe could have, but mm-hmm. just for me professionally. Uh, but if it was something more mainstream that would benefit everybody, I'd say a foam roller. Oh, yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Right. That may be the answer to the next part of the question, your best piece of athletic gear.
1: Mm. That, but I mean, I guess for me, that's something more personal, like... Running shoes. running shoes you know just a good pair it's like a glove like a baseball glove you know and i never want to buy new ones because once they fit <laughs> it's that's so hard thing. to it's buy new ones
0: like you get you get like a thousand miles on a pair of uh, on a pair of running shoes you're supposed to replace them, mm-hmm. right? but that's just when they're starting to feel yeah good.
1: yeah so. but a camelback's hard to beat too just because right. it's very convenient yeah that's good that's
0: <laughs> good you gotta hydrate water is uh Absolutely, and we didn't cover this, but water is a key element in everything in life. I think it's the absolute root to mm. everything you can do because it keeps you detoxified. It keeps your organs and your blood. Totally, right
1: yeah. There. That's a whole nother Ooh. podcast right, there, man. yeah. Maybe
0: we'll do that. That's good. <laughs> okay, and then the big dog. Um, the most positive event of your life?
1: I have to say since we're talking fitness and competition here a little bit, is doing the Tough Mudder in Beaver Creek, Colorado in 2013. It's a 12-mile obstacle course, mental, physical anguish, great camaraderie, the like hoorah speech at the beginning that they give you. It's just a really cool experience. And to do it in Beaver Creek was cool.
0: And and did you... um is, is that that's not one of those where you have to run through fire and all that stuff, is it?
1: <laughs> you don't run through fire, but the very end, you do run through hanging, electrically charged, like high voltage cords (laughs) that shock you when you run through because you're wet and muddy and like they hit you and you're thinking do I just run as fast as I can or do I try to step through this strategically Mm -mm. and it was just put your head down just effing run (laughs) yeah that's great
0: that's awesome 12 miles of torture um was that a team event and were you a member of a team or no no
1: just uh just individuals so yeah just went out and what was the
0: positive effect um, on on your life like that?
1: I think resilience, doing something hard, uh, failing. There was a lot of the obstacles I couldn't do, you know, that I just didn't have the strength for upper body-wise. A lot of going over walls or carrying logs or shimmying you know through things but then there were others that I was really good at and other people weren't and you were helping them through it so I think too it was just that and then just helping random people you know I just found that if you were struggling you'd see a hand reach over and like help you but you don't even know this person I mean to me that doesn't even happen now I walk to get my coffee every morning and half the people I pass are looking down at their cell phone as I almost run into them And they don't even say good morning, Yeah, you know, and I, you know, I think that is really a hard shift of society that I do not like, of just people don't just general courtesy. Uh, So that was just a a really foreign environment to be in anymore of just people just helping each other. Well,
0: I think it's, I think it's uh, similar to what you do here because you're, you, you. Are very conscious, and, and you have a presence on Instagram too, right? I do. What's that? called?
1: It's uh, just at work with Doctor Tiff, D R T I F F, mm-hmm. and I hate having to spell that every time, but just it's not the whole word doctor. It's so. a, it's
0: a, people, people will find you if they're interested. So, so um, I think it's like uh, the the tough mutter, the twelve mile tough mutter, which sounds like something would absolutely kill me. I, when I first started out on my journey, I did a sprint triathlon. Mm. I finished and didn't crap my pants. Those were my two. There there you go. Hey, those
1: are big aspirations, videos. I
0: think it's still online somewhere. I may have been dead last in the whole race.
1: You finished. You finished.
0: I was 10 feet off the ground. It was incredible. But um, when you're, you every day practice what you preach. I see it. I see it in your, in your appearance. I, I hear it in your attitude and i see it online Those videos that you do they're killer giving people tips about how to prepare food and when to walk and when to do this and it's just absolutely amazing so what you're doing is you're like the tough mutter you're on your own journey but you're also helping these people hmm. yeah so it's it's it was probably a little microcosm of of what you were about to or you were currently here to embark on so man i've really enjoyed this time i think people are really going to kick out of this we're we're probably going to get an overwhelming um uh request to do more of these so i'm going to have to come in and impose on your time
1: anytime i love to have you i'll come to you too
0: that's good you can come down to franklin if you rode a bike i could uh, take you up and down some hills although i call your body tape a climber i used to say like when people say to me hey big guy how you doing i just used to piss me off <laughs> I go, dude i know i'm big you don't have to say big guy now. just call me Vinny. that's fine and i found out uh standing next on a treadmill next to somebody years ago and she was she was a climber i call you guys a climber instead of a little person you <laughs> know what i mean because it's, it's the same thing as yeah, guy, right? Yeah. You know, you're standing in front of a mirror and, and you're fi- you're having the same feelings that I am, sure. maybe on the opposite body this, typing, yeah, body, body typing. shaming. She said, "We're we're we're humping along on the on the on the treadmill and she's on hers and she goes yeah, I need to gain like six or seven pounds.' At this time, I weigh 275 pounds. I laughed out loud. You've got to be kidding me! And she explained to me that it's the same thing. So if you were a cyclist. You would climb hills like a freaking angel because you mm. have that little, mm-hmm. that little compact climber's body. Me, on the other hand, it's like dragging a log you know, behind me, but that's okay. That's right. I that's get to right, the top. But you have
1: your skills, too. Going down the other side. Right. There you go. <laughs> See?
0: Tiff, thanks so much for your time. I, I really appreciate it. People are going to just love this and get a bunch out of it, and I'm sure we're going to do them again. Um, my name is Vinny Shashelsky. I am trying to be the fit musician one and I want you all to go be awesome. How awesome is Dr. Tiff? Man, I had such a great time uh, hanging out with her. I always do. And she's really helped, uh, helped a lot. Um, As of this uh, taping, um, and this will probably be available as an episode sometime in September, but as of uh, the first of August, um, I've really locked down my macros and I've lost, uh, 19 pounds. I had, uh, what we like to call creepers come back on during my shoulder surgery and, and, you know, life happened. So, uh, pretty excited about that. Going to see what, uh, 10% body fat looks like. Um, all the information will be available for Dr. Tiff on the show notes over on the website but you want to check out my fitness pal uh dr tiff's address is 1214 wedgwood avenue nashville tennessee 37212 uh, we mentioned smoothie king um, her favorite bars are rx bars the one bar and think and you can get those at your kroger or online uh the name of her book is the Met- metabolic makeover You can get that at Amazon or on her website, which is also where you can contact her, um, workwithdrtiff.com. Her email address is drtiff at workwithdrtiff.com. Hey, y'all, thanks so much for listening today. I really appreciate your time. I am Vinny Krzyzewski, and I am trying hard to be the Fit Musician One. Go be awesome.